Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid. With me in another bunker over in Los Angeles is 99 World Cup winner Saskia Weber. Saskia, enjoying quarantine week three? Um, my dogs won't talk to me. I don't understand what the problem is. I, I have full-on adult conversations with them, and they don't answer me back. I, uh, I, I've, 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 I've heard that from a lot of people. They've said they've talked to their dogs. They've talked to spiders in their apartment. Uh, they've talked to skeletons that they've bought on Amazon to have conversations with. I'm trying, but I, I kind of think that maybe if they do start talking to me back and I'm hearing them, then we have a really big problem. Yeah, then, 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 it's, then the quarantine needs to end soon. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what we're getting at right there. Uh, honestly, uh, speaking of everybody who's been in quarantine, you guys have all been in quarantine, but you guys have been fantastic because while you've been in quarantine, you uh, have been uh, really responding to uh, our, our call out to action to get uh, videos out there and showing us uh, what you're doing in the solo training. Um, absolutely fantastic what we've been seeing out there. We've been showcasing some of them on the social medias and stuff like that. And we just want to give a shout out to all the insiders out there who are putting in that hard work because uh, honestly, guys, you know, it, it inspires us and inspired me to get back out there and train uh, out, out on the field. Um, well, I, not field, okay, the backyard. But, you know, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> yeah, close enough um, that, uh, that, you know, just because we're seeing such great stuff that's going on. Um, well, and Michael, on that note, it brought me back. I was having this conversation with Amanda Cromwell, um, and it brought me back to when I was training for the national team and when we didn't have – pro leagues, we didn't have everything. It was all on your own. It was, you know, in between tournaments, in between camps and stuff, it was finding a way to figure it out. So it was in your backyard with a ball, against the wall, everything. And it really builds character and it really shows like drive and everything. So I'm super impressed. Yeah, and that's that's why we're really excited for because in today's episode, you're actually going to be hearing an interview with Sarah Jane Tobin uh, out in Ireland right now, whose son, Nathan, put in that initiative, and actually he went viral, like we talked about in last week's episode, uh, with such a cool little rebounder thing. And I'm really excited for that, that piece with her because, you know, a lot of us, we, we talk about what your kids should be doing out there, and, you know, we give advice on, like, what, what you can do and everything. But I think listening to somebody who's actually going through it right now with their own children, I think it's going to be so beneficial for a lot of the parents out there listening to the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love it. I love what he did. I was like, and he, he was doing it intent, with intent. It was, it was spot on. Um, it was impressive. I yeah. can't yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about that piece. But before we get to that, uh, I want to give a little bit of love to everybody who's been showing us love. Uh, we've got over 300 worldwide reviews right now. Keep rating, reviewing, and subscribing. Honestly, if you're not doing it right now, you literally have no excuse because you have the time to do it right now. It takes 30 seconds. We'll follow you back. Just remind us to follow you back. Then you're eligible for prizes. You're eligible to be showcased on the, on the podcast, all those things. But so literally all it takes for you to become a bigger member of the Inside the 18 family is to go on iTunes in your country and just leave a review. Even if you want to leave on the review, you know, uh, love Saskia, love Omar, love Patrick, can't stand Michael. Feel free to do that. All we want is just some honest feedback, guys. And so we want to give out a few shout outs right now. Uh, first one uh, goes out from somebody who goes, uh, outstanding pod for young keepers and parents alike, exclamation point. It's a pretty good start right there. And that goes, the team does a great job providing a product that hits all the spots required for great soccer goalkeeper information. Informative, funny, 
great guests, timely info. They have it all. I feel like I wrote this. I'm like, uh. <laughs> Yeah. Their customer engagement is spot on. They work to provide great info that engages their customers while informing. A delicate balance they manage to maintain in a complex POD category flooded with sports content. Well done. Three exclamation points. Wow. That, that is incredible. Um, I, I know. Seriously. Man. <laughs> I am so glad I hired that marketing company to leave that review because that is fantastic. Uh, actually, that comes from a, a powder quote uh, in quotes. Uh, so whoever you are, powder, please leave your social media handle next time so we know how to follow you. But that's a really great uh, podcast. And honestly, powder, if you're listening to this right now, we want to know who you are um, yeah. because you obviously have some sort of a uh, writing background based on this. <laughs> So we want to know, are you a coach? Are you a player? Are you a parent? Um, but, but thank you for that shout out. That's, uh, that's really awesome. Yeah. So this next one comes from a young man. Uh, and, uh, and I say young man as in 10 years old. And he goes, uh, it's Mason Benjamin. And he says five stars. And he goes, awesome podcasts have learned a lot just by listening. Thanks for the content as a 10 to 11 year old. It is a lifetime opportunity at muscle Mason five on Instagram. Muscle See? Mason? Muscle Mason. I love I that. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I really hope this kid's just jacked. It's like this 10-year-old is just it. jacked. Muscle Mason? <laughs> uh, actually, I think I actually know Mason. I think I met Mason uh, last summer at Camp Shutout in uh, Stan's uh, Camp Shutout in oh, Wisconsin. Right yeah. He, uh, he was actually nominated uh, Biggest Smile. Biggest Smile at Camp. So, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty big time. You know, you get, that's a good award to win. See, Saskia's going for it right now. It means you're, thanks mom and dad. It means, you're, um, it means you're just being the positive person on the camp, at camp, that you're yeah. always in the, in the right headspace and everything. And I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and honestly, that, that positivity is what we need in this time right now. Like we've been showing in the videos, showing everybody who's been really positive. So remember, if you want to submit a video, contact at insidethe18media.com. Send us your videos, send us your pictures, uh, include your social media handles so we know who we are, so we can uh, shout you out in any montage. Uh, also, if you want us to break down the video, let us know. Some of you guys are just sending the videos. That's totally cool, but we're more than willing to take the time to break them down too, if you'd like us to. Uh, I don't know if you want Saskia to. Uh, that might, uh, might be a little too real for this time period. <laughs> <laughs> you can be gentle. I know. I know. It depends. It depends on who it is. Now, if it's an eight, if it's an if it's an eight year old, you know, who's hitting rebounds off off their own wall, you know, and then, then I have nothing, set. no no comments about that. I'm yeah. so impressed. Yeah, that's all. That's awesome. Um, but if you're, you know, let's say a 19 year old collegiate goalkeeper, you know, Saskia might get a little bit more in depth with you. Um, we actually spoke about that in regards to some of the trainings that we've been seeing out there. Don't just spend this time right now showing us how great you are because that you're not going to get better from that. You well, know? I, don't, I, I don't really think it's here. I go. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't really think it's that. I think that um, uh, some of the content, it's good. It is. It's very, um, it's educational. I find it depending on levels. And I think that, that that's something that needs to be addressed. It's, you know, you know what a lot of, if, we're talking about wall work and different videos and, and stuff like that. Yes, you know, but you have to identify you yourself as a keeper, what level you want to do this at. Like, don't go through the motions, you know, like really hammer the ball against the wall, really test your reaction skills, really get yourself set. 
focus on focus on your technique and everything. Don't just go through the motions like, oh, you know, I'm just supposed to stand here and go like this against a wall. Okay, you know, because at the level you're at, that might not be doing anything for you. But a younger a younger player at the, a newer level, that that is going to do something for you. So there's got to be a balance. And yeah. so don't you know everybody that's putting everything out there, think about that. Yeah, and and think think about the context that you're putting it out too. That's really important. You know what what are you trying to say, and what are you trying to get across, and what are you trying to do? while you're out there in that session every session should have a purpose even if you're just in your backyard yeah. and and that's the really cool thing about little nathan sarah's son is that he, he shows a little bit of purpose in that so uh we're actually going to get into that piece that that uh that we recorded with sarah jane tobin so uh we'll be right back with that oh! welcome back to inside the 18 i'm michael Majid. with me is the mother of internet sensation nathan this is sarah jane tobin uh sarah thank Hi. you so much this is so awesome no. we're so excited because the thing is it's like when first off when we first saw the the clips on the internet we saw everybody going crazy about it and first off i've been sick so i was a little bit behind uh in regards to the whole madness <laughs> so by the time i reached out to you you're like oh god more journalists more people reaching oh. out but I was like, you know what? We need to have Sarah on because the thing is, is that a lot of parents out there, they're going through the same struggles right now. And like myself or Saskia or Omar or Patrick or anything as, as goalkeeper coaches, you know, we can stress what we think goalkeepers should be doing right now and what parents should be doing with their kids. But I think it, it was actually really beneficial for our audience to actually hear it from a parent. So first off, <laughs> for some people out there who might not be familiar, um, why don't you just kind of give a brief background of your son, Nathan? you know, his age, you know, okay. how this so, all started. Yeah. Well, Nathan is 11 okay. and he's been playing, he's been playing football since academy. So since he's three, sorry, we call it football. You guys call it soccer. No, <laughs> he's been playing football since he was three. Um, but he, yeah, he was putting goals when he was five years old. And um, it was kind of funny because at the time I was a bit concerned. Nathan has a condition called dyspraxia. So that's like DCD, um, kind of coordination disorder um, and I was a little bit concerned that he might be a little bit out of his depth he's, he's not great with well <laughs> I thought he wasn't great with spatial awareness and stuff like that but um, he really seemed to take to it really fast and he just he, there's nothing stopping him he just went help for leather and trained 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 and he's become a great little goalkeeper but um, yeah he, he just loves it so yeah. he trains Sorry, I was, no, I was going to say that, uh, you know, it's so funny that you bring up the, the coordination thing because if you yeah. watch the video and if you guys haven't seen the clips yet, <laughs> you have to go and watch the clips. This guy, he's yeah. literally serving the ball to himself off a wall and then getting back into the goal, into a set position mm -hmm. in time to be able to react and make the save. Yeah. So I don't see a coordination uh, disability no. there at all. This is, this is the whole thing. Like, I think he just, he's so deter he's the most determined individual I ever met, let alone kids. He's just so headstrong about, you know, he, he was not taking out for an answer. And in fairness to his, co his coaches on, on the football team, they were like, no, no, he's actually very good. And, um, you know, you're, you're just being a bit overprotective or whatever. But he, yeah, he just, he's really taken to it. He, he trains three nights a week with his team and then he does a fortnight one-on-one -on -one with his goalkeeping coach and then he plays on a Saturday. So it, it, he does train a lot anyway. But when um, the lockdown happened here in Ireland, so the kids were basically sent home from school on the 12th of March and 
told, you know, we don't know what, well, we were initially told it was till the 30th, but everything basically shut down then. And, and Nathan's coach, Matthew, sent a text around to everybody saying, um, can you guys stay in touch? You know, we'll set up a WhatsApp group. We'll set up, um, we have the Facebook, we have Twitter. So if you, your kids are doing any training, maybe just post the videos so that we can all stay in touch and stay motivated because they're halfway through their season at the moment as well. And they're yeah. kind of doing well this season. So they didn't want to kind of drop off or whatever. So that's kind of what I posted it for. Um, he was out in the garden. He's an only child and my husband is high risk. So we unfortunately have to keep him in and can't let his friends in the house and stuff like that. So he's kind of stuck with no one to play with. And uh, yeah, I kind of, I was getting ready to go. I, I still had to go out to work um, last week and I was getting up in my room getting ready to go. I've been downstairs in about 10 minutes beforehand and I could hear him rattling the ball off the wall and I was opening the window to roar at him because see our house is kind of pebble dash you know yeah. pebble dash yeah I, I don't but that sounds so Irish <laughs> so I really want so, to know what that means it's like there's little stones in the concrete on the outside oh my gosh you live in like yeah, a, you live so. in like a period Netflix piece this is amazing <laughs> kind of but uh he, he basically he's after making a ball spot spot on the wall from kicking the ball at it he's knocked so many stones off so I was opening the window to roar at him to basically say, get away from the wall, leave it alone, you're ruining the house. And I realized he was after figuring this thing out at the back of the garden. I just thought it was really cute. So I, 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 I just think it's amazing this spatial awareness thing that you were talking about, the lack of spatial awareness, because yeah. this takes a, an incredible amount of spatial awareness to I be know. able to figure out how to do something he's, like this. He's so like, when, when, we, when he was diagnosed, he was diagnosed when he was five. And when he was diagnosed, they kind of said to us, you know, okay, we're giving you the worst case scenario. But the reality is he probably won't ever really be able to cycle a bike. You know, he probably will have always have difficulty tying his shoelaces. Maybe you should look at, you know, just keeping him in Velcro shoes well, because his dexterity it's to do with his dexterity as well. Um, the child literally fell off a bike so many times. He was black and blue, but he learned how to ride a bike. <laughs> he can tie shoelaces. He, you know, he just, he doesn't take no for an answer. He just keeps going, going, going. And I think that's the thing with his goalkeeping because he's, he's kind of, he's challenged with it. But when he starts to overcome, he gets a real sense of achievement and he just keeps going. Now, don't get me wrong. I do not push him to do this um, at all. In fact, it, it's a bit of a pain in the neck for me and my husband to be bringing him to training four nights a week and to be going to all because he plays all over Ireland. Yeah, yeah. And I used to, I used to work at weekends. So my husband used to be, the one driving around Ireland at the weekends to all the different football matches, but he just loves it. So, you know, yeah. And it gets now, him now, off the Xbox. Now, do you, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's the most important thing right now. I mean, you know, what's so funny is the whole lockdown thing is that like, now we have to find even more creative ways to get the kids, you know, yeah. off, because now school is literally on the computer. So it's like yeah. every, everything it's is on. Just overkill. So I, I want to talk about this real quick. So now do you have a football background at all? Any I don't. Um, okay. My husband does. My husband uh, was over in Leeds United for trials when he was a teenager. Okay. So that's where Nathan was a big Leeds United fan. That's where that came from. So Daryl's played, my husband played for years um, and only gave up a couple of years ago. He was still playing over 35s a couple of years ago, broke his ankle quite badly and ended up out of work for eight weeks. <laughs> that was kind of like when I put foot down and said, maybe it's time we just stop playing. Um, but uh, no, he loves football. And I mean, Nathan could talk to you till the cows come home about any league. He can talk about the Turkish league. He can talk about La Liga. Um, 
you name it. It's, a, it's amazing. These, <laughs> these kids, and because of FIFA, these kids, they know literally more yeah. players and more leagues than I do. Like, and I'll yeah, have, it's mad. I'll, I'll have at a training session, I'll have a kid come up to me and they'll be like, hey, did you see what happened in the Jupiler League? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I, you're, you're <laughs> is making stuff up now. <laughs> now you're making stuff up. <laughs> that's a, that's well, a, no, that's he's a, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, he's, we obviously, there, there was the Irish connection. We had Robbie Keane, who was our international uh, captain. Yeah. He was over in the MLS for a few years. So, I mean, he even he even knows stuff about the MLS. Like, I don't even ask me anything. But he'd, he'd watch anything. Any Once it's, it's, there's a ball on the pitch, he'll, he'll watch it. So let, League let's, of Ireland. Let's just, even Ireland. You're like, even Ireland. <laughs> League of Ireland. <laughs> hey, look. Oh, wait. Now, does he even watch the, uh, the Irish League? Um, yeah, we do a little bit because we, we're lucky enough. We live about um, 10 minutes walk from Shamrock Rovers football stadium. So that's Tallis Stadium. It's, yeah. it's kind of where a lot of the women's teams and stuff like that play. So we go down to a few matches there and it's like it's five euro for the kids' tickets, 10 euro. Oh my gosh, wow. It's for nothing. Yeah. It's for nothing. So, and it's always a bit of crack, you know, sliding oh in the, the mess. So, yeah. I feel like you guys all live like in shires and villages over there. Like it's just, a, <laughs> we have such a skewed view of the rest of the world in the United States. Um, I want to talk a little yeah, bit about the role well. of parents with individual training. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because obviously yeah. the video that went viral was Nathan on his own doing something on his own at his own volition. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think the role of the parents should be during this time period in regards to how, how to help um, guide their kid, but not, not, not overtrain them? See, I think the thing with us anyway, and it was one of the things that kind of annoyed me, I posted a video on Twitter and I got a good few smart arses coming back to me saying, oh, why don't you just put the video down and go ahead and play with the kids? And I was like, well, hang on a minute. There's absolutely nothing wrong with an 11-year-old boy having a bit of time on his own in the garden, doing his own thing. Like, and, and that's exactly what he was doing. He, he came up with this himself and he was doing it himself, and he was having a great time. Yeah. And he was doing it for, I don't know, I, I went into work. By the time I got into work, the video had been viewed 400,000 times in the space of a half an hour. And I ran home saying, you know, where's Nathan and Daryl? So he's still in the garden. Why should <laughs> get him to come in? I need to sell him something. So, like, you know, he, he's as happy as Larry out there. But I think, it's, I think it's really important that they get out, they get fresh air, and they get a bit of exercise. But I don't think it's fair to be putting any kind of pressure on them to be doing any particular drills and stuff like that. Let them be a little bit inventive and have a little bit of imagination and make sure that they keep up their enthusiasm as well. You know, it'd be hard enough like without their teammates and, and um, the league and stuff like that to keep them motivated. It'd be hard enough, you know, it'd be very easy for them to kind of slip into the, the Xbox because that's where the friends are at the moment. Oh, yeah. No, I, th I think that's actually really cool what you just said. And I, I, I love that because I didn't even think about that. But the fact that allowing and i think that's one of the issues that we have now in our society is that we don't allow children to be imaginative and create and yeah and problem solve on their own we spoon feed solutions yeah to children all the time and it especially happens on the pitch at the coaching training sessions you know i can't tell you how many times yeah. i've made that mistake of just giving the answers rather than letting them figure it out for themselves yeah, I think it's something that a lot of parents, like you tend to do it, just it's a natural instinct because you kind of feel that you know best. But at the same time, like looking at Nathan and how he's overcome so many obstacles with his dyspraxia to be a great little goalkeeper. And he's done that himself. Like, you know, obviously he's had a bit of coaching and stuff like that, but he himself has pushed himself and driven himself to do that. And he himself is always going to find a way to, you know, get around these little obstacles. So... I, I think it, a couple of people did make the point, um, which I thought was quite interesting, that a lot of a lot of coaches 
don't really allow the kids kind of input into the drills that they're doing in training sessions and stuff. And maybe it's something that maybe coaches should maybe kind of look at, maybe just giving giving them 10 minutes at the end of a session to, okay, today we're going to pick on Nathan. Nathan wants to do the drill you want to try today. Or, you know, Michael wants to try a drill or, you know. Yeah, no, no. Leeway. I think that's actually really and I hate to keep saying that everything you're saying is so great, but it is because again, it's coming from a point of view of somebody that's, that's actually seeing it from out the outside rather than the inside. And sometimes when we're discussing things from an insular standpoint, you know, we mm. don't see the bigger picture. Um, I actually want to use that, what you just used with my keepers. I want to, I want to give them, Hey, what do you want to work? You know, so why, why, don't, why don't you choose an activity? Like maybe, maybe not with like a U9 or something like that, but like you yeah. know, when 11, 12 years old, you know, they're starting to figure things out for themselves. I think having that type of autonomy is so important. Yeah. Well, like I think obviously, you know, coaches and stuff, you guys have got to go through so much training and stuff to get your badges that you do know best, but you'd be surprised at what the kids are actually absorbing. They're, they're not just taking on board the drills that you're teaching them. They're also kind of taking on their own little kind of ways of doing things, which as we've seen with Nathan. Um, and, you know, it could be something that another kid might feed off and, 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 you know, elaborate on. And, you know, it just, it's all about just making sure that they're really kind of in sync with, in sync with their bodies as well. And, and understanding if I jump this way, you know, and I'm, and I stretch yeah. kind of awareness with, with goalkeepers, you know, it's upper body as much as it's lower body. And, it's, you know, and, and, it's and I love the fact that you're not, you're, you're not helicopter parenting is in like, okay, allow him to make mistakes, you know, let him figure it out as opposed to, well, no, hold on a second. Like you're going to get hurt if you do it that way or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you know what? He's going to figure that out. If he lands on his elbow, that that's going to yeah. hurt. He's not going to want to <laughs> do that again. Um, let's talk about resources because this is a very mm -hmm. difficult thing right now in regards to everybody's in a different situation restrictions or all sorts of different types of things. What types of resources do you think parents should invest in for the home to basically save their home so that their home, like <laughs> you're talking about, what, what are those things called? The cobbles or the, the stones? Oh, uh, pebble dash. Pebble, pebble, pebble dash, dash wall. Yes, you know, pebble dash walls don't fall apart. Like, so yeah. is there anything that you would advise, you know, parents to look into to make sure that their home doesn't fall apart? I would probably... Uh, if you see when we moved in here, I, we, the garden was the last thing. I'm we're only in this house two years, the garden was kind of the last thing I, I, I kind of thought of, and we're only sl slowly kind of approaching it. We got AstroTurf down last summer because oh, okay. basically the, the, Chris, or the winter before, like Nathan was out on Christmas morning kicking ball because Santa brought him a ball, and um, of course, came back into the house, brought Muck in with him, destroyed the place, was just destroyed his clothes, destroyed the ball, everything was just manky and it was horrible. So it was one of the first things that we kind of said, right, we get a few quid together, let's splash out and get a bit of a bit of astro down. So we did that, um, which has been great because I don't know if you're aware, Ireland doesn't really get great summers. <laughs> no, no I've, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard there's a lot of precipitation in Ireland we of, get a of lot different of sorts. Yeah. Yeah, so we get a lot of rain in Ireland um, and you know, it, it just, it leads to just, the, the garden is, is flooded a lot, an awful lot. So we, we splashed down anyway, we got the AstroTurf down and um, it cost a fair few quid. But at the same time, we don't have anything else in the garden. We don't have any shrubs to look after. We don't have to have a lawnmower. We don't even have to have a shed. There's nothing out there. Gives Nathan as much space as possible to kick the ball around. But he... Um, he has rebounder, he has a rebounder downstairs um, okay. that he just, he just wasn't using on Monday he just um, 
the, the day that he was bouncing the ball off the wall. He did he doesn't actually really use a huge amount, funnily enough, the walls kind of tend to get the bashing. But I think you know, I, I just think having having stuff that they can solo play and not just be relying on friends all the time is really important as well because, you know, even if they have brothers and sisters, it is nice to kind of get a bit of space on your own and, and be able to kind of switch off, especially if you're stuck in a, in a, in a house and a, or an apartment, pokey little place that you can't really move around too much. It, you know, I think having stuff for, for solo play is really important. I think that uh, just in general, in regards to you're talking about the creativity, when you have things like a, a rebounder, you know, um, you can come up with creative little games, even if they're not goalkeeping related, just to yeah. pass the time. And they don't yeah. even, sometimes they don't even realize that they're actually working on different motor skills. Um, yeah. you know, because they're, you know, they're, 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 like, they're coming up with a game. Yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, he doesn't just use footballs out in the garden. He, I'd often see him with tennis balls as well. Just, you know, bouncing them off the wall just to kind of keep his hand-like coordination because believe it or not this proxy apparently involves yeah. that as well um but i mean uh, we're blessed we have very good neighbors <laughs> they throw the balls back in they haven't posted any of them yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they they got a great kick out of, yeah. out of what was going on last week they thought it was absolute gas but um so, yeah no I, I just think having enough kind of stuff like solo play as much as as much as there's stuff for, for two players and oh you know yeah now, I, I think one thing I want to talk about is the fact is that you've done a very good job in regards to being able to handle this sort of situation. And because you have a background in media, you were, mm. might maybe are a little bit more prepared than some parents <laughs> were in this type of situation. So let's, let's talk a little bit about mistakes parents are making right now that you're noticing, whether it's uh, – and you don't have to name names. I'm not telling you to like go – it's not an expose <laughs> about different football parents in the neighborhood and everything like that. But – Again, I want to make this constructive for all the parents out there. So what are some of the things as a parent that you're seeing that you think uh, parents need to kind of, you know, back off on or, you know, go a different uh, direction? What the pet hate for me is parents on the sidelines who take the game far too seriously and start getting abusive and shouting at the kids and all that kind of stuff. I had, we had an incident about a year and a half ago. I'll never forget it. I... I nearly cried at the time. My son was playing on a pitch that had a fence around it. And, you know, there was, it was, um, was it under nines? I think it was. So they, they were pretty small kids. Um, and they were still five aside. They hadn't quite gone up to the seven side yet. Um, and he was in goal. And he came in one-on-one -on -one with, with the, the striker from the other team. And Nathan won the, the ball fair and square. He slid, kicked the ball, um, but the, the other young fella tripped and fell over Nathan and at the deck and obviously went down looking for a penalty or whatever <laughs> under nines. The manager of the other team ran onto the pitch and started berating my child and telling him he was going to get him banned. Wait, and, what? And we, yeah, we couldn't a 10 get year old? He started yeah. berating a 10 year old. Oh my God. In front of all the parents, um, our team, their team, it turns out this particular coach actually had a son who played on one of the older age teams as well in this particular club. But he, by the time we, we ran around, because there was a, a gate on the opposite side of the pitch, by the time myself and my husband ran around to get in to Nathan, the situation was under control. Nathan's coach had basically pulled all the players off the pitch, got your man and was like, don't you ever talk to a child like that. Now he ended up getting barred. He's not allowed to coach anymore. I mean, and, and, just, this was a, and this was a decent level of football? This wasn't like a recreation? No, this, well, this was DDSL, so the t uh, Dublin District um, Football League, the schoolboys league, so it would be the top division in that. But, I mean, they were, they were 
Well, they only nines under tens. They were only very. Yeah. They were young kids. They were young. Yeah, if he was nine, it was under ten. So, um, so yeah, it was pretty. That was pretty horrific. But it, I've seen it a couple of times where parents just get so sucked in. I mean, there's been games called off here <laughs> because yeah. you know parents start threatening the referees and stuff like Jeez. that. It it is just a sport at the end of the day, and it's all about getting the kids to enjoy it. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, you're not bloody Pele on the side of the pitch yourself, buddy. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> you can't let's, really. let's talk about that because I'm seeing it right now in some of the videos that we're seeing with the lockdown and the kids are with their parents and there's mm. nobody else for lack of a better term, coaching them right now outside of yeah. their parents. And you can recognize there's a lot of people living vicariously through their children during this time period. Now there's yeah. one thing to be supportive. <laughs> And, and, and showcasing your kids online and, and all that sort of thing. And there's another thing of you using your kids to demonstrate how much you know about uh, goalkeeping and have, how great they are and all this sort of thing. You have no idea. Like, I, if you go back, I don't know if you have gone back on any of my previous tweets. I'm always putting up photos and videos of Nathan because he just makes me laugh so much. He's not out in the garden with the ball. He's kicking a toilet roll around. Does he have an Instagram? Is there an Instagram for him as well too? Or Yeah, yeah, he has Insta, but he's not, he's not allowed to follow people or accept people that he doesn't actually know. So uh, he's had a lot of, a lot of very strange friend requests. Um, but he, like, he's not allowed to kick a ball in the house anymore because he's, broken a lot of things so yeah. he instead he improvises with toilet rolls and um, so he's been going around the house I, I post videos of him doing that there recently and often you know and that's fine and I'm always putting videos up but then I put this up for Matthew's coach to see and obviously it went viral I have had I'd say about 10 people requesting that I share videos of their kids so they go viral too um, and I've had to kind of say listen lads they're not like my my child didn't go viral because I shared it. It, it went viral because Peter Schmeichel saw it before his coach saw it and thought it was nice and and shared it on and that's where it kind of started. Um, but there's there's one there's, there's one in, in particular who's actually driving me potty. He's um he's a goalkeeping coach himself. He he lives in the UK. I've never met this man in my life. I don't know who he is. And he has sent I'd say twenty uh, DMs in the last kind of couple of days videos of him playing with the son doing drills and it's great but you know he's like any chance you could share this any chance you could share oh go on go on you did it for your son why not you know share the wealth and i'm like it's not it's it genuinely we, you know we didn't monetize this video it wasn't anything like that it was it was literally a bit of a laugh and a joke you know what i mean yeah. and I, I just think some people can be just too pushy too pushy oh yeah absolutely Way too pushy. <laughs> absolutely I mean, and that, and that's, and I think that's the thing too, is that a, a lot of people aren't understanding that, you know, and we, we were going to do that in regards to talking about like how to use the mediums properly if you're a parent so that you're making it something that's beneficial to your kids as opposed to detrimental to your kids. Yeah. So, you know, that's, uh, that's something that's extremely important. Um, well, that's kind of why, like I said to you earlier on, I mean, Nathan on this, this happened on Monday uh, last week. So what was that? Monday the 23rd. Um, I got home from work at midnight that night and I was up till five in the morning kind of fielding messages on my phone. And um, as you said, I worked in the media. So before I'd even left work, a couple of my colleagues had come up and said, oh, listen, that was so cute. Can we interview Nathan tomorrow? And they're my friends. And, you know, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, 
it's only it's going to be a flash in the pan one morning kind of thing by two o'clock on Tuesday afternoon he, he just looked at me and was like oh can I stop doing this now it's not fun anymore and I said yeah absolutely because I didn't want to turn a positive into a negative for him. of course and absolutely that's, absolutely that's the bottom line you know so and and also to be honest with you is like is in regards to like I mean I know it's a cute story for people and they want and they want to see you know but the thing is is that you know you're only going to get so much from an 11 year old and yeah. like, for instance, like for our audience right now, it's like, it's much more beneficial for us to actually have a profound conversation deep in regards to how to handle these sorts of things, you know, at home training than to have Nathan on saying like, yeah, I had a lot of fun that day. Can you keep yeah. asking me the same question <laughs> over and over again? You know, because yeah. <laughs> then, then, then it becomes, then that starts, it's the same thing as why a lot of kids start burning out on the game is because a lot of coaches they don't allow the kids to still be kids. And so that's, yeah. that's another mistake I'm seeing a lot of parents making is that like they're not allowing their kids to stay kids during this process. They're turning them into little, you know, Monsters. soccer ro- yeah, football, <laughs> yeah, yeah, little, 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 fo- little football robots at home because they need a hobby while they're at home working. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, it's not fair. I mean, I, I don't know. I remember years ago, like, oh, there was a kid – who his mom they, they lived in another county they didn't yeah. live in dublin they lived in kildare and they used to drive a couple of nights a week up to to rap so they probably would have done like an hour and a half round trip to bring like an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old to football training and she used to stand the mother used to stand on the side of the pitch and say that's my pension <laughs> and i actually was horrified oh boy yeah, oh, I mean, he boy. doesn't play. He did. I don't even think he lasted a season. But talk about putting pressure on the poor child. I mean, there's no way he was going to enjoy himself. Well, there's no the, way now, he's gonna. I was gonna say that the th- the fact that your husband, you know, he attempted a football career. I think that obviously mm-hmm. helps a lot too, because there's a little bit of perspective in regards to all of this, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like I mean, my brother is a goalkeeper as well. Okay. And I played. I played hockey. Uh, field hockey when I was in school and I was a goalkeeper as well. So we oh my, oh, that, you lied when you said you had no goalkeeping background. You did. It's just a different oh, I thought type you meant of goalkeeping. Football. <laughs> no, I, I know. I know. Um, but no, it's, um, so yeah. So, I mean, we've all, we've all kind of played sports and my, my nieces and nephews play a lot of Gaelic football. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's, it's fun. I have. Yeah, I don't Gaelic understand it. It looks, all your sports look incredible. All those Gaelic game sports. I'm like, I want to play that. I don't know what's going yeah. on. It's, it's, it's great fun. If you ever, if you ever stuff for something to do, sit down and watch a game of hurling. It's like watching Quidditch in real life. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> that game with the stick, what's the one with the stick? That's, yeah, hurling. That, that's that's hurling? Okay, okay. Yeah, so, and then the, the women's version of that is Kamoki. So my niece will play Kamoki and, and hurling. And my nephews will play hurling and stuff like that. So we, you know, it's, it's very much one of those things that in my family and in my husband's family, team sport is so important to the development of a kid. Um, I think it teaches, it, it gives you life skills going into adulthood so that you just, you're never going to sit down and learn in a classroom or anything yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, and you can always tell as well, I find, when you are in the company of somebody who's not played sports before or is, you know, an armchair um, sports player. Like, I, I, think totally those are the, I think those are the parents that have the most difficult time here. And I think... yeah. I think those are the people we're kind of talking to right now because there are some parents that listen to our podcast who, who never played the game or, or didn't play sports. 
um, you know, mm. but they're trying to be supportive of their kids and trying to learn and listen. Which is great. Yeah, no, it, it, it is great. And the thing is, mm. is that, you know, it's, it's very fascinating in regards to our demographics because it runs the gamut. You know, we have everyone from a, a nine-year-old goalkeeper to a parent who never played the game, you know, to the head of goalkeeping for the FA who listens to our podcast, you know. Um, wow. So, yeah, Hi well, there. <laughs> oh, shout out to Tim Dittmer right there. Uh, good guy. Good, good guy. No, we, we've been very, we've been very fortunate. You know, one, one thing we try to pride ourselves in is like, we try to keep it as a dialogue as opposed to an interview type show. And I think, I think the thing is, is that like you were saying with Nason getting the question and answers over and over again, even if you're a professional footballer, when we have them on, if they're getting question and answer, you know, they, they, they do that all week. <laughs> that, was, rather... that was one thing one of the guys said to him, uh, a friend of mine, Stephen Cooper, who was doing a, a podcast on lockdown, and he said to me, oh, is there any chance you Nathan would do it? And that was the last one we did because, um, just because I've known Cooper for years and Nathan knows him and whatever, yeah. and, and that was fine. And he sat down and Nathan was at that stage doing very much, yeah, no, yeah, no. It was nice. It was fun. He was really nice. And that was kind of it. And Cooper kind of said to him, Nathan, you're like a real footballer now. You're like a professional. That's exactly the way they answer questions. It, it is. It is. And that's, why, and that's why every single time we reach out to a comms, you know, um, person, you know, for a club, we always try to explain to them, like, we're actual goalkeepers. We're actual goalkeeper coaches. We all played at the pro level. You know, we all coach at the pro level. Like, it's not a journalist just asking question and answer to these goalkeepers about like their favorite food and those sorts of things. Like, yeah. It, we're going to have a dialogue and we're going to have a discussion. And, and I, and I, from a knowledgeable standpoint. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is because the thing is, is that like, that's why I always say it's about the topic as opposed to, um, you know, an interview with a person, you know, cause I, 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 we could, I could ask you questions all day, but how engaging is that going to be? And how much are my, is my audience really going to learn from that? We're trying to educate and we're trying to utilize the, the resources we have out there with people like yourself, you know? Um, so let, let, let's get back to that. Let's talk about the mental state of kids right now. How do we keep them positive? Because I've seen a lot of kids who are having a hard mm. time, having a hard oh, yeah. time. Yeah, and I, I kind of think like yesterday was April Fool's Day. Um, I don't know what the tradition is over in the States, but over here it's... Oh, it's please tell me you have some, some you have <laughs> got to have something amazing. I want some leprechaun type thing. There's got to be some sort of rainbow thing. No, I don't know. I, I'll be perfectly honest. I completely forgot it was April Fool's Day. I was raging because, yeah, I, I, I would have liked to have wound him up. And Nathan likes to hide on me around the house. Like on a regular day to day, like he'll jump out of the hot press or he'll you know, appear just from under a bed or something like that, like, just, yeah. just to freak me out. Yeah. So I was kind of, I was planning all these, oh, I had all these big plans, but I completely forgot. Um, but, uh, no, like, I just saw a couple of parents yesterday posting videos where they told their kids that they were, everyone was back to school. And the kids were getting dressed up and being marched out the door to go back to school. And they were all confused. And then it was like, ah, I'm watching, you're not going back to school today. You're back in lockdown. And oh. <laughs> like, oh, hang on. Maybe that's not the nicest thing to be doing to little kids who are completely out of kilter at the moment. Yeah, that might that just, might not be that'd be the best. You know, but like I don't know. It was I just I think yeah, they're really I think they're like Nathan wasn't so much that he was like there's things that worry him, like when he watches he'd watch the news from time to time, you know, he he'll ask a lot of questions and he gets kind of concerned about things. So I think, you know, I kind of have it, health warning on the news bulletins now he, he's only allowed to watch them if they're on, on delay and you know I kind of know that they're not going to be talking about like how many people have died in Ireland today and stuff like that if they've moved on 
to a different story. Like, I mean, this, this kind of story about Nathan is, for want of a better description, a positive story of the lockdown. Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm letting him watch things like that. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, trying to stay on top of schoolwork as well, I think is really important. He kind of, we try and do a couple of hours with him in the morning and neither myself nor my husband are teachers. So, you know, we're, we're having a hard time and the curriculum has changed since we were his age and, and how they, even how they do the maths now, long division and stuff like that. We're totally confused. Could you imagine growing up in like the <laughs> 1700s and having to teach your children at home at that, like, nah, it, like, not a chance. <laughs> I mean, there's, oh, Jesus. I mean, the mental health of people, like I, I interviewed a guy the other day and he's talking about, you know, really hearing people, not just listening and the value of really hearing them and not just not just listening to words coming out of their mouth, but understanding what they're saying. And, you know, I've been consciously trying to put that into practice with Nathan over the last little while. Like, like when he said, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, okay, I hear you. You're not doing it anymore. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you, you got to kind of just, you got to, you got to let the kid lead, follow their lead. You know, if they, if they're going to ask you questions, answer them, but don't be, don't be trying to, you know, ram stuff down their neck or, or tell them you know better that's you know i mean they they they're kind of missing their friends as well so they i suppose parents have to be a little bit like their friends at the moment not just the the people they go to when they're hungry or when they're sick or you know and that's, or the people that's when they're looking for comfort i mean it's very it's very difficult right now because you have to be parent teacher friend coach yeah you're wearing all these different <laughs> hats right now smart uh, i know I want to talk about service and I want to talk about, you know, serving the ball. Um, there's obviously a lot of parents out there. Some have, you know, familiarity in regards that they played the game. Some didn't play the game. Some are just great athletes like yourself, you know, so you can just do, go out there and do it anyway. <laughs> um, should parents be helping with service or do you think that that's actually a detriment to the kids and you should let the kids do things on their own right now? Um, I don't think I don't think it's a detriment, but okay. I do think that people need to kind of mix it up a little bit. Okay. I don't think, you know, that, that parents need to necessarily be in the kids' faces all the time. At, this, at the same time, they'll get bored if they're on their own all the time. I mean, he was out there today with his dad in the garden for like an hour, you yeah. know, and, and tomorrow he'll probably be out there again with a rebounder or with his tennis ball or whatever. Um, so, yes, yeah, so just kind of mixing it up. But, you know, I think as well, like, if you're playing with your kids, remember that they are only kids, that they're yeah. not going to, they're not going to get it right. Don't, you know, give out if, if, if they make a little mistake, if they slip instead of kick the ball, if they, if they miss kick a ball or if they, they mishandle ball or something like that, it's, it's, you know, it is only you and them in the garden. Don't be coming down like a ton of bricks. Be nice. And, and that, and that is, I think the tough thing, because again, you're talking about the fact that like with the teaching school, you're not a professional teacher. You know, yeah. so no. a lot of a lot of these parents are not professional coaches, and now they're almost and playing you, playing pro coach, yeah, and that's very and difficult. That could, yeah, well, for you guys, I mean, they could be really kind of ruining a lot of work that you've done. <laughs> they yeah. could be setting the clock back. Yeah, um, that's kind of part of the reason why, like Matthew kind of said, you know, we want to keep boys motivated. We want to make sure that you know they're they're staying up on their training and stuff like that. But they haven't. Matthew didn't send out any specific drills or anything like that that he wanted the kids to practice or anything that he wanted us to practice with them. Okay. It was more like he just kind of said, like, make sure that, you know, you're active. 
make sure that you know you, you you take a bit of time and if you can get out into a garden because i know some of the kids that make some place with living apartments and stuff like that if you can get out into the garden take a ball give it 15 20 minutes just here and there don't be you know killing yourself and like yeah i, I just think you know like with the schoolwork i i'm i'm comfort concerned with the schoolwork that i'm kind of putting it I'm, I'm confusing the matter and i think parents you know a lot of the time could potentially be doing that for for sports as well yeah um so let let's talk about that open line of communication again that you were just referring to because I'm, this is such a perfect segue because uh he's still in contact with his coach he's still in contact with his players how important is that right now for all the coaches out there who are listening who may not be communicating with their players right now? How important is uh, it for his, his mental state, his mental health, that they're in open dialogue consistently? I just, like, they're a great bunch of kids. They really are the, the team that he plays with. And they're from all different backgrounds. They're from all over the place. Um, and the coaches, the, the guys who coach Nathan's team, they put so much energy into it. Um, and he respects them so much. Like, they, they give out to him the way I give out to him. And he'd take it on the chin from them, you know, the way. And he'd know that it's, it's in his own interest. It's, it's, in, like, it's good for him. Um, and, and what they're doing is, is for him and not, not just because they, they can, because they're being bullied men or whatever. But um, he, yeah, I think it's really important just, just to kind of like, have the break as well for me and his dad. And to be able to kind of look to other, look to other grown-ups that, that, you know, he looks up to if, if he you know, wants a little chat. And, and even just seeing how the other kids are getting on, a lot of them have brothers and sisters and stuff that Nathan doesn't have. And, you know, they'd be telling them stories, just, just swapping stories and just kind of taking the focus off the fact that you're stuck in the house. Like one of his friends' um, mums had a baby last week and baby has colic and has been up crying all night. And Alex is on the phone to, or on the, the thing to Nathan, the headset to Nathan, kind of like, oh, I haven't slept all week. And, uh, and, you know, Nathan was kind of counting his lucky stars saying, God, thank God we don't have a small baby in this house. You know, like, so as much as the focus, he was kind of starting to get a little bit of cabin fever, the focus was kind of changed a little bit when he realized that, you know, if there were more people in this house now to keep me, keep me busy or to, to play with, I, I might actually, they might be wrecking my head a little bit, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. so I think it's nice that he can dip in and out and, and have a bit of, have, have contact, but not an overload at the same time. Yeah, you know, and I think nowadays with the with the technology, I mean, could you imagine if the, this lockdown had happened ten years ago? I mean, it would be, oh, we'd be a nightmare, big, mm -hmm. big, big I, trouble. Yeah. I, yeah, we were only talking about that. I, I mean, I'm remote working now from home, um, just since Monday, and the apps and stuff. And even talking to you on this, like I'm, I'm yeah. on my phone, I'm on my handset. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, these these apps are insane. They're they're so good. What like what are we gonna be like in five years' time? We'll never have to leave the house. <laughs> So let, let's talk a little bit about that because what, I, what I've been doing it with my academy, which I don't plug that often on, on the podcast because I try to keep it separate entities, that sort of thing, um, is I've been doing virtual training. Uh, what I've been doing is actually setting up sessions with kids, um, whether it's in individuals or a, a small group, which is really not really possible right now because most kids are kind of st stuck at their home. They can't really yeah. go and meet it with other kids because people are afraid of that. And, and, and I, and I rightfully so I understand that, um, is, uh, I've been doing virtual sessions where basically I'm outlining the training session and then I'm walking them through it while they're on the zoom with me. Um, mm. do you think this is something that is, is, is beneficial or do you think it's something that, um, 
is it, it could, could be detrimental because, you know, the kids are going to start becoming reliant on it. Well, I don't know, like, as I said to you earlier on, um, like, for me, I, I would be fairly into fitness and I go to the gym and I haven't been able to go to the gym for the last month. And my coach, my, my, my gym instructor uh, does virtual classes three times a week and, you know, encourages us to get our 10,000 steps a day and all that kind of stuff. And I, I found it hugely beneficial. As a for, a second, I thought, for a second, I thought you were saying, actually, I signed up for your virtual sessions three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's but, Nate. That's Nathan." Okay. Uh, no. I must check. I must check the mental thing. But I think, like, um, like, I think when you're doing virtual sessions, I think it'd be very hard for you to be 100 percent certain that the child, you know, positioning is perfect. That they're not going to jar themselves. Like I know, like with Nathan, for example, like say, for instance, if he's practicing his squat jumps or something like that. It might look completely fine on the, the Zoom, but then in reality, maybe he's not actually, you know, going down on his yeah. heel and he's not getting full kind of propelled motion out of it and he's not maybe kind of doing it properly and he might end up hurting himself. That would be the only kind of concern I'd have about it. But I do think it's, I do think it's really important that, that you know, you stay in, in contact with the kids. I mean, even, even just outlining stuff that they do on a regular day-to-day basis, you're confident that they're able to, to kind of do um, on off their own bat, I think is would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the issues you might have is that some people just aren't as brilliant as me, and therefore they can't break it down on the Zoom. Uh, no, uh, honestly, I I think it's the thing is is that uh, for a lot of goalkeeper coaches out there listening to this is that keep it simple when you're doing these virtual sessions. Yeah, I, I see a yeah. lot of you people out there, and you're trying to run it like a session at your at your club. Uh, or at yeah, your academy, and you can't do it that way. So keep it simple. Break down specific little techniques that you that you can that someone can simply make corrections for. What I'm doing when I'm doing my virtual sessions right now is I'm breaking down little things such as like hand positioning, shoulder positioning, you know, their drop of their body, those sorts of things. So mm. really, really fine tuning little things in limited amounts of space, rather than full on game elements because we just don't have we don't have the resources. No. We don't have yeah, the resources. You're running into walls. Yeah, <laughs> literally exactly. running into walls. <laughs> I had a parent yesterday who was trying to do some um, some highball work with uh, with one of their kids with me, and uh, it kept hitting the tree. So I'm like, okay, well, we have to make an adjustment. I'm like, first off, you've got to show me on the camera that there's that tree there because I don't see it there. So if I can't yeah. see that tree, you're I'm not gonna... manipulating the, the the space based on what my dimensions are. So I, so that's yeah. another tip right there. Um, should parents right now during this lockdown time? spend time learning the game to better serve their kids? Or is that, is that a bad idea because then they're going to start micromanaging more? Um, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea. Like Nathan and, and his dad would be really, um, like, like the two of them are passionate about football, really, really passionate. They'll sit down, they'll watch a match that was on in 1993 and they'll break it down and they'll, they'll analyze what's going on, you know, the, the, the movements of the footballers, how it's changed, all that kind of stuff. Um, they'll, you know, and they get get it on that level. I think, as you said earlier on, I think because Daryl played before, he kind of gets that, you know what, like the coaches really are the ones that you should be listening to. So he doesn't kind of push it too much that way. But I think, uh, and obviously because the coaches, they have it in their mind, you know, that they're not just considering your kids, they're considering all the team and, and trying to get the best out of everything for the team, not just the individual and I think that you know parents they, they need to keep that in mind that it's not like it is 
a team sport. It's not just about their their own kid and, and how their kid is, is kind of um, progressing. And like that's that's the thing I was saying to you on about you know parents on the sidelines as well. You know, it's if your kid's not getting the ball all the time, it's not because you know they're not giving it to him. Maybe it's because of the position he's playing. <laughs> so you know, maybe maybe it would be helpful to kind of understand the positioning of a football team and how how you know. It, it best serves each player kind of thing. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a really, I think that's a, that's a great way to go about it rather than the parent doing things individually on their own is make, is in, involving the child in, in the process. So like watching the games, yeah. breaking down the games and stuff. And, you know, my gosh, 1993, he's, he's just, oh, a, yeah. my gosh, man. No, but no, what, like they, they've watching, I mean, Daryl, <laughs> Like since the, since football since the Premier League and and the Championship and all has has halted, like we've had I don't know how many bloody classic games on the television. <laughs> oh, the, oh, yeah. oh yeah, I'm like They're, oh here lad, here's me. <laughs> but the funniest thing though is like they try to put them on the HD the HD you know broadcast, but the problem yeah, is that they're in that they, little square. Square. Because, yeah. <laughs> I can't make anything I out. Just, I love the I love the baggy, the reed baggy. Oh culture. yeah, 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 yeah. Massive shorts. I think that looks so funny. <laughs> it looks hilarious because it looks it looks like they the, were the like. Mullets. <laughs> cause, cause it's so funny to think that that was the style of the time because it literally looks like, hey guys, we don't have your size. Do you guys no, just mind yeah, wearing it's this? Hilarious, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of you, then you kind of realize geez, how much money is actually in the game these days. I think that's probably another thing now with the way lockdown has kind of gone on. Maybe it might take a few, make a few teams kind of reconsider, um, you know, how much money they, they actually are putting into the squads and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. they bring back the love of the game a little bit more. It's not all about, you know, what, what the business side is doing in the clubs. That's why when you were bringing up the fact in regards to the parent who said, oh, that's my, that's my pension my out pension. there. My pension out there was just, just the most deplorable thing I can think of in my life. It's Talk awful. about putting pressure on a child. Um, is that if, if if things like this happen, it humbles you, uh, all of us, all of them. One thing I'll have to say about this lockdown is that it's brought the whole world much closer together. Um, oh, yeah. Huge. Than it was before. I can't, political rivalries, uh, economic rivalries, all that stuff has been thrown out the window. And no one seems to be talking about any of that stuff anymore because everyone's got one single... Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's kind of the whole thing is like, in, um, I'm, I'm kind of a nerd. And so I'm like into graphic novels and comic book stuff and Watchmen, uh, obviously the, the Oh, the, I've heard of Watchmen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the theme of Watchmen is, is that like, we need one natural catastrophe to bring the entire world together. Like what would cause people to stop war and strife and all that sort of thing is like if an alien invasion came, because then it would bring all of humanity together to have mm. to fight one, one source. Well, I mean, this is kind of like our alien invasion, for lack of a better term. It's an alien uh, a thing out there that's not yeah. of, of us, and, uh, and it's, it's infecting everyone, and so everyone has to kind of come together. All right, that's my political rant for, uh, for this episode. <laughs> all, the, all views are mine only. Don't, don't bring them back to contact at insidethe18media.com. Um, all right, let's, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up a, just a few more things right here. Um, should parents run a session ever? Or should they always seek an outside source to put a program together for, for their kids? Because I see a lot of parents out there putting sessions together for their kids. And again, so, we're talking about mistakes and, and or, you know, whether it's right or wrong. So, Well, the thing is, like, if you're a trained parent, yeah. I, I can kind of see there, there'd be a difference there. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously. But 
like I don't I don't think um, if if you're a, an amateur a novice like me uh, I don't think I like I wouldn't feel right going out in the garden and saying to Nathan oh you know you, you stretch for that too early or you need to jump higher or you know that that yeah. was going in the bottom you know I, you just I don't think I don't think that benefits anybody. But like if his um, uncle, but like if his uncle, if his uncle put a session together for him, that's like a different story type of. Yeah, like Josh and my brother, he's played he played in golf since uh, he's twenty eight now, and he's been playing in golf since he was six years old. So he kind of knows what yeah. to do. Um, but I mean, when he's putting a session together, like when when my, I bring like my son over to my brother's house, and you know they'll always end up out on the green outside and the grass outside playing. But it's never like he's never turning around and kind of correcting Nathan. He's he's almost like he's kind of taking he, he takes notes from Nathan as much as he gives him notes. You know what I mean? And he kind of has a bit of crack with them. And you know, if if Josh does something foolish, he'll he'll take it on the chin. Nathan will correct him and he'll take it on the chin. You know. So I think it's important that the the child at the end of the day is the one who's playing. The child is the one that understands yeah. what they need to do and how how they need to you know, how their body is going to work to get to that point. So I think it's, it's about, it's just treading the fine line between supporting them and and not trying to kind of overrun them with, with information or, or direction, especially if you, you don't, you're not trained yourself. And well, look, you're not involved with the team, which is another thing. That's probably why Josh doesn't kind of get too, too head up because he's not involved with Nathan's team. So he doesn't want to interrupt what Matthew's been putting into him. I mean, you put up a really good point. I have kids that I train personally at my academy or that some of my co-hosts, you know, train, you know, with their programs who, who played pro and were very high level players in their own right. And they try to stay as far away from the actual training aspect of it with their kids mm. because they say, the thing is to say, always go, yes, I can put a session together. Yes, I can train them. But at the same time, it's still dad is putting the session together or mom is putting the session together yeah. rather than. I, for lack of a better term, you know, um, my coach, um, you know, or, you know, um, a professional adult, even, I mean, your kid could, you know, you know, I mean, you know, the parent could be David Seaman, but the kid's going to look at it and go like, well, that's dad putting this session together. But that's, you know, that's the thing, like a couple of years ago, um, the team Nathan was with previous to the one he's with now, they, they lost one of their coaches and they approached my husband and asked him when he'd take on the position. And he flat out said no. And I was at the time kind of going, ah, why wouldn't you do that? Sure, you're, you go to all the games, you're at all the, trip, the sessions. He's like, absolutely no way would I do that to Nathan. It's, apart from anything else, he, he, he's like, I want people to know that anything he does, like any, any, if he does well, he, or if he's, you know, if he wins a player of the year or something like that, that he's getting it on merit, not mm. because it's dad, you yeah. know, dad's the coach. Um, and he also said, like, it's, it's kind of awkward as well, because if he's berating, well, not berating, but if he, if he has to correct other people's kids um, and, and, you know, Nathan's on the team and he just, he just was, a bit, was a bit conscious of causing a bit of conflict with the other kids, maybe with Nathan and the other kids, if maybe he wasn't to start one of them or something like that, you know, the way that they take it out on him. And I, I think, so. I think, look, I think there's a, there's a del delicate balance because like I've talked to, you know, some of the parents and like, you know, one of them, one of the parents of, of, of one of the kids out here, you know, he played in the premier league and uh, his son's a goalkeeper now. And uh, you know, pretty, pretty decent level goalkeeper. And, and he goes, he's like, I need him to have another goalkeeper coach. So he has another voice. It's his journey, not mine. I will uh -huh. encourage him. I will give him feedback, but I ultimately don't want, it to be about me. I want it to be about him. 
Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's the positive way to go about but that's, it. That's the only thing, like, that's the responsible parenting um, yeah. right there. You know, you can't, you, you can't live vicariously through your children. Yeah. It's just, it's not going to happen. And especially, like, think about, you know, the, what they have going on in their lives now. They don't need the extra pressure. You know, well, one, of the, one, of the, one of the mistakes I made even as a younger coach was I lived vicariously through my players. Is, yeah. You know, I wanted, it, to do, more, I wanted it more than they did. And I didn't understand why their mindset was different than my mindset as understanding every individual. And then it was actually the, uh, the, at the time, uh, it was Billy Stewart, who was the uh, head of uh, goalkeeping uh, over at Liverpool in the youth academy there. And he told me, he's like, every goalkeeper is different. You realize that, right? They're all different individual human beings. So if you think of them to have the same mindset as you, it's never going to work. And yeah. I took that to heart as a young goalkeeper coach because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm expecting everyone to have the same drive as me or the yeah. same, you know, desires or the same issues or the same negative um, mm. fears and anxieties and everything like that as opposed to, you know, sometimes I've, I, I've always wanted to try to get goalkeepers to be more vocal and sometimes that kid's just a quiet kid. <laughs> and I can't force someone to be something they're not. And, yeah. and th that's the very difficult balance. And I think a lot of times parents, they want their kid to be just like them, regardless of whether goalkeeping or anything else. But, yeah. but they're wired differently. I think that's one of the things that was, uh, was kind of a hard thing for me in the last week because I, I work in the media. I'm not a bit media shy. I'll take anything on and that's totally fine. My husband is the polar opposite and our kid is in the middle. I like he's you know he's very chatty when he's around his peers and his, his friends and his, his you know adults that he knows but he you know he was it was a little bit kind of daunting for him and it was you know one of those things I just had to say right okay this isn't this isn't what he wants so we're not doing this now he'll you know he can he can take his foot off the gas he's done enough and we have enough photos and we have enough video evidence of him now <laughs> So we can, uh, you know, we can retire nicely and uh, with nice memories of what, what has happened. But, but now, to be fair, though, because you have all those photos and those, those videos, we're going to be able to make some incredible promo art and uh, promo uh, videos for yeah. this, uh, th th this piece for Inside the 18. That's really what it's all about. Is it's about me and self-serving our, our show. Absolutely. Um, Will you make sure you send it to me? <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. Well, you got to send me the pictures and the videos first so we can make the stuff. I will. Well, I have uh, your email, so I'll, yeah. I'll send them over to you then. Yeah. I, the, the first time you, you were, there was an issue. By the way, I don't know why I'm keeping this in the actual recording of the podcast. I don't know if I'm going to edit this out. I think it's hilarious. The fact that I'm bringing up the email issues uh, we had. Because uh, the first time you didn't get my email right it did, the first time no. it didn't go out it's so i weird. don't know it, you see it could have gone into my junk folder or something and i entered oh. the junk folder without seeing it or something like that i don't know but yeah your you're probably one, your second one went into the junk folder so that, oh, it that did? was when i replied to yeah that's when i replied oh, to yesterday. wow okay so they both so must have all happened. you know what probably happened is because you're probably getting all these all these media requests getting, yeah and so on twitter like i was every time someone sent me a dm on twitter it was into the so I was just like, delete. Yeah, so, the algorithm, so the algorithm just immediately just assumed like, well, that's another trash person. Uh, throw that, there. <laughs> that being said, though, Sarah, this is actually something I was just thinking about right now. If people, because there are parents going through this right now, maybe we can use this in a, in a positive light rather than parents who are trying to get their kids showcased, you know, on your Twitter feed. Maybe there's a way we can set up some sort of a, of a way that um, parents can reach out to you for advice or help or something like that if they're noticing, you know, an issue that, that, uh, that's been going on, you know, using oh, sure. this, like, yeah, 
Yeah, using this fame for a positive, positive reason. <laughs> like what social sure, media was actually meant media. for. Yeah. Yes, I'm all, and I'm all for that. So Let's, yeah, if anyone, if anyone wants to kind of reach it, and, and loads of people have as well, and I have to say, um, there was a, a really nice little uh, thing that was kind of semi-trending last week, um, which was be like, hashtag be like Nathan. And oh loads of people gosh. were like popping up videos of their little kids. Being oh like wow nathan. okay so, so we, um or sending me messages of them being like nathan so it was oh just it was just nice to kind of see that you know kids aren't actually stuck in front of a, a screen all day long and, yeah you know well, well if nathan yeah. does if nathan does more more trainings you know uh throughout this time period or whatever we have a little thing going on right now where we've got we're doing montages of different goalkeepers what well, insiders are what our fans are called uh training on their own and uh showcasing kind of what they're doing on their own we're trying to motivate the kids to stay out there and and be able to show good work and, and all that sort of thing and then we're privately if they want us to or if they want us to publicly do it breaking down some of these uh these things as well as soon as uh, we might be starting a uh a sports performance training thing where we're using there's videos and then developing exercises they can do to help benefit those drills that they're doing. Um, but that's yeah. in the works right now. So I don't know if I can, I can divulge that information. It's with a very well-known sports <laughs> performance company right now that we uh, had a conference call with. So, well, um, I'll tell you, just keep an eye because I'm not pushing anything, but if he decides that he wants to do a little something, I'll pop it up on social media. For hey, you know, no, feel free. Um, I mean, <laughs> But again, if he's got something he just wants to send to us, we're more than happy to break it down and stuff privately, you know, away Perfect. from all of that, all of that notoriety. Um, okay, so Sarah, if anybody uh, wants to reach out to you, if there's a parent out there or a coach out there, because honestly, I think you're probably going to get a lot of people who are going to reach out after this. <laughs> um, where's the best place for them to reach out to you? Uh, you can hit me up on social media, BSJ okay. Tobin. T-H-E-S-J-T-O-B-I-N um, probably be the, the quickest way or, or the same username I'm on Instagram as well. So okay. either either. Awesome. And uh, guys, if you have a comment, suggest, yeah, I just did that wrong. Uh, <laughs> this is, we're getting a so loopy here in, in this world, this lockdown world. I feel like I've been at the front of the screen for hours. Um, <laughs> if you have a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion, <laughs> Feel free to reach out to contact at insidethe18media.com or reach out to at Goalkeeper Podcast on all social media platforms, except for Twitter where we're Goalkeeper Pod because podcast is too long a word for Twitter. You can't do that. Oh, yeah, didn't I know. know that. So, <laughs> I learn something new every day. But the thing is, is that funny, the funniest thing is we'll have people, you know, reach out thinking it's like some sort of like laundry product or something like that because it says pod. And so like the algorithm will say like Tide Pod or that sort of thing. So, or like a food pod type of thing. It's, it's very interesting. Um, all right, guys, that's all the time on Inside the 18 today and we are out later. Yeah.